everyone. The topic of today's podcast is energy healing in the Akashic Records, or maybe more correctly, energy healing through the Akashic Records. I wanted to talk about this in more detail because this is the main work that I do. Um, if you know me, if you maybe had a session with me already, you know the style uh, that I use, that I go into the Akashic Records and we clear the issues, the blocks that come up in a session. And um, some of you maybe experienced it as very effective. A lot of things get shifted in a short amount of time. Uh, if you don't know my work, I read the Akashic Records and I also do energy clearing, healing, realigning, uh, clearing the blocks, uh, whether it is in relation to abundance or relationships. And the angle of it goes more to the soul level. So not primarily the energy field around you, but the blocks at the level of the soul. So the underlying uh, energies, impulses, uh, the underlying memories, perhaps, past life, trauma, etc. So this is a different type of work than, for example, just reading a person's energy field or clearing the energy as in um, energetic modalities such as Reiki, for example, or polarity. This type of work goes a little bit deeper. If you don't know me, you can check out my website, healing-radiance.com to see, you know, what type of work that I do. But I just wanted to explain how it actually works and why is it so effective. So first of all, the Akashic Records are, as you probably know or heard, an energetic database, if you like. And uh, 10, 20 years ago, people liked to talk about the Akashic Records as a library. And uh, many readers, they even described the records in terms of books. Um, there were visualizations and exercises, you know, how to go into the records and uh, you connect to a guide and ask them to bring your book. So you visualize yourself as if sitting in a library and, uh, you know, reading a book, browsing through books. And this type of visualization, of course, we're talking about energy. The Akashic Records are actually an energy field that is around our planet and it registers all the important events that happen in people's lives, that happen in lives of companies or countries, uh, other entities. Uh, so it has the information about important events that occur. And the way this registration happens is because this field ha is, uh, has a very high vibration. And it responds like, a, like an energetic um, resonance to s important things that happen. Um, even thoughts, for example, uh, but mostly actions. 
um, registration of a company, for example, it would have some form of a like a switch going on energetically where the field gets distorted slightly and the thing gets written in it. Now, it's difficult, of course, to describe it in human language because it's an energetic field, right? So it's not a literal library. Uh, or now I think it is more... Uh, acceptable and maybe easier to understand um, to equate the Akashic Records with a database or internet. It is the etheric equivalent of internet, right? Because you can go online, you can type a search term in the search field, you press search and you get information. This is something similar that happens in the Akashic Records, with the exception that the access to information um, is not universal. There are certain things you will not see if they are not for your highest good, and uh, you can't just randomly go in and start searching about other people. There will be blocks uh, in relation to receiving information. Some information you will receive and some information you will not receive because this field is also intelligent. It has an intelligence of its own. It has its own guardians as well and that's how we usually get information from the Akashic Records through guides, through our own guides, through the team of guides that we are connected with when we go into the records, we receive information that is useful. We actually don't receive just any kind of information. And it is impossible to receive any kind of information because the field that the Akashic records are in, it is very high vibrational. It is actually only accessible to ascended masters as it is when you are already out of the body and you have reached uh, fullness, enlightenment, if you like, when you have reached completion, then you can <clears throat> read the records as they are. In the human body, we read them as if through a translation. We need this information translated into words. And normally how it comes to a reader is through knowledge, just understanding what type of information comes in or visual image or perhaps words like in automatic writing for example it depends a little bit how each individual reader works with the records so whether we call it a library or database the akashic records are a storage of information as i said very important information unimportant events are actually not registered and as a matter of fact there is a lag a time lag in the Akashic Records uh, as to what events get written down, registered, stored there, and when. So let me give you an example. You had an argument with someone. You argued. There is a time lag in relation to the Akashic Records. Let's say you shouted at your partner and you yelled, well, I never want to be with you, go away. You know how in, uh, in the Bible and probably in other um, 
religious books and uh, spiritual knowledge, uh, how they say that you should not go to bed without making peace with your brother, with your close close ones, uh, with your near ones. Um, and I suspect this is this intuitive knowledge as to what actually happens in that field, because there is a time lag of a few hours, maybe four hours, between two and six hours, let's say, um, when this event is not registered, there is, if you like, a time lag or a grace period. So if you argued with someone at, say, 9 p.m., in the morning, this information will be registered in your records, and then the future outcomes of your relationship will adjust according to that argument. For example, before this argument, it was uh, very likely that you two would have a successful relationship. After the argument, these outcomes have shifted because now when you yelled at each other and you said that you are not wanting to see each other, for example, and said some nasty and offensive words, now those future outcomes have shifted. So, for example, now it is only 20% likely that you are going to stay together and have a successful relationship. Uh, that is why I always say that we actually, we don't really, we can't really predict the future. We have a set of potential outcomes and we have a set of um, karmic events, events that we had pre-planned before incarnation. But even those can change and get stronger or, you know, less uh, significant. For example, if you have a karmic backlash uh, in relation to uh, owing someone, let's say in your past life, um, you stole money, a huge amount of money from someone. And uh, there is the decision that now in this lifetime you are going to experience what it's like uh, to be defrauded, to have money stolen from you. And this event is predetermined. It is set somewhere on your path that, okay, now it's time to experience this, to understand so that you learn the lesson that it's actually very painful to be defrauded, to be you know, to be on the receiving end. But if you, let's say you had a spiritual awakening, you understand that it is wrong to steal, that it is not right to hurt people, and you really have this kind of inner transformation, and you want to give to others, you want to help others, you want to support others, the strength of this karmic backlash, it can be greatly reduced. It's as if the system sees that you have actually learned your lesson within you internally through your inner work. And so the outward push, the outward, maybe you watched a movie, you know, or maybe you read a book, or maybe in your meditation, you suddenly realized and were willing to accept that you have this floor 
in your soul, in your personality, that you think, oh, you know, I kind of always believed that I could just take what I wanted and let the other people deal with their own issues. And you realized, no, you can't do that. It's not right to steal because there is the balance will be required anyway. If you had this realization very deeply, very profoundly, if it registered in the core of your being, the karmic backlash will be greatly reduced. So you may still have someone stealing from you, but it could be something trivial, something just to register this lesson, to make sure that you understand the lesson that, yes, it is painful to be stolen from. Don't do it, because then other people will feel the same way you are feeling now. But if you recognize the issue, if you are willing to see yourself, to face yourself, and to work on those aspects of you, you, you know, that are um, prone to stealing, let's say, and I'm simplifying it, but just to bring, to make this point clear, if you worked through this, if you realize it at the deep level, the karmic backlash will be very small. It will be minimal. As opposed to you just going through life, ignoring everything and everyone, like you maybe did in two past incarnations, just a personality type at the soul level, let's put it this way. It happens. Right. There is usually many complex issues, but we have to simplify uh, for the sake of the example. And you, maybe someone steals money from you, uh, maybe someone steals your wallet and you curse them and you go to the police and you say, what a bastard, you know, we're going to get them. How dare they steal from my wallet, but I don't. You know, I don't feel anything. I don't care. Something bigger happens than more and more until the lesson is learned. Until you experience the pain that you caused another person in a past life. Sometimes in this lifetime as well. Now the karmic backlash is getting quicker, faster. So this time lag is is less. But back to um, what is being registered in the Akashic Records and the time lag. I mentioned uh, if we have an argument with someone. So there is a short window between an actual event and the time it is registered in the Akashic Records. The length the, of this time frame, the exact amount of time, it varies a little bit. Um, it is around four hours. It depends a little on the person, um, on their energetic makeup and on the event itself and what is going on on the planet at the time. But let's say that after the argument you spent an hour or two and you came to your senses and you realized that you were wrong, that you actually didn't mean it, that you want this relationship to last. And you subdue your ego and, you know, swallow your pride, as they say, and you go to your partner or to the person you argued with and you say, look, I'm sorry we had an argument. 
I was wrong, you were wrong, it doesn't matter. I want you to know that I love you and I want to be with you no matter what. And we are going to work through these differences. Please, please forgive me from the heart. If you make up what you will see in the Akashic Records the next day is basically nothing in relation to this story. Or maybe that you had an argument and you made up, but it is so unimportant that there is very little, you know, energetic disturbance. There is uh, no code has been altered. At that level, information is actually written in code, um, registered in code. So it's very much like a database in reality, <clears throat> because at the level of the Akashic Records, everything is just code. So you can see it as symbols or numbers, but this information, it doesn't make sense to our human mind, so we have to translate it. And so that's why in many spiritual teachings and traditions, they say make up, you know, before the day ends, go and make up with your brother, ask forgiveness, forgive them, sort it out. Because then... What happens is there is no record. There is no record of an argument. And you have not altered the future outcome. The future remains as it is. If it was said that, you know, this relationship has a good chance of success, it still remains what it is. And that's why also predicting the future is such an ungrateful business. You may have all tried going to psychics and, uh, you know, saying, well, what is, what is the outcome? You know, and someone told you, yes, yes, in two months uh, he will come back or in two months um, you will meet someone or next month uh, love will come into your life or you will make up by the end of the year. And uh, sometimes it's works sometimes it doesn't for me most of the future predictions i had they never materialized although it depends on you know what what kind of situation it was sometimes they were very clear sometimes i myself have read very clearly that let's say you know by the end of the month uh, these two will split up and that's exactly what happens uh in this case, when the future prediction comes true, there was no energetic disturbance. No one changed their actions. No one changed their being, uh, who they are, what they do. There was no, um, you know, energetic change. There was no argument. No one changed. Everything went as it always goes. And so the potential future outcome become, becomes real. But what we have in relation to the future is potentiality, is, well, percentage of likelihood, let's say, of what is going to happen, if that makes sense. In the energetic field of the records, there is no past or future as such, but uh, we can scan it as, as past or future events. We can see this code, you know, in relation to past or future. But the past is registered already. It is there. 
uh, whereas the future is a potentiality. It's um, uh, kind of the quantum physics, uh, multiple outcomes. So depending on which trajectory is taken, then you can see the outcome. But so in relation to this time lag in the Akashic Records, you have a few hours to make up and you have a few hours to alter the course of the future. So if something uh, very dramatic happens, if there is an outburst of energy, if there is an you know, unprecedented turn of events, if something unusual happens, or if, you, 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 if your ego gets the best of you and you yell and scream at someone, um, trying to make up and reverse this within the next two or four hours, this will improve the likelihood you know, of there not being anything, any dramatic changes in the future. Everything will remain as it were. Especially in relationships, this is uh, seen very clearly. Because if you uh, go and make up two weeks later, it will be too late. The future has already changed. The outcomes have already been altered. So this is how the Akashic Records work, how the information is written in. And you already probably got the glimpse of how we can work with these energies to clear, to heal, uh, to transform. So, of course, we don't go to a database or to a library for healing. We can go to internet to find out what's wrong with us, but it's never a good idea. It's better to go to the doctor because, well, you know how looking at, at uh, whatever issues you may be having health-wise, looking on the internet, it's, uh, it's never a good idea. Let's put it this way, you will think you are dying within the next week. Uh, whereas it can be something very, very trivial, but you'll just go and look for information. But at the same time, if we know where to look for the right information, we can find out what's wrong with us, right? If, for example, we go into the library to read up on a particular health issue, we can find out how to treat it, how to work with it. So something similar happens in the Akashic Records. Now, they are not a guide to health um, or relationships or energy or spirituality. They are just a very impartial storage of information that has no emotions, no concept of right or wrong, no judgment. Um, so none of these, they're not a teaching place. But they are a very high vibrational place with their own intelligence and uh, restriction of access, as I said. But we can go into the records to find the root cause of energetic imbalance. For example, if your relationships always end up in a certain way, let's say you always get very excited, think this is the one, and then two months later they run away and this has happened three or four or five or six times what is the problem now the problem 
can be psychological, the problem can be at the inner child level. There can be many issues. From the perspective of the Akashic Records, we can go in and check for the issues that are at the root of this, issue, of, of this problem. Uh, and it can start in past lives. There can be a script running through at the soul level, lifetime after lifetime, that there is a particular way a relationship should work and you are completely blind and oblivious to other factors, to how the other person feels. Um, maybe you have been meeting your karmic soulmates and resolving an issue with them, or maybe the issue is psychological, and as such it has nothing to do with the Akashic Records. But you can have, you can get information as to the root of the event and what it is connected to what your uh, relationship problem is connected to, what other events, what other um, situations come into play, what is it there. And it can go quite deep. Uh, the information that comes up may uh, be related to your ancestry, to, for example, you inheriting certain patterns from your ancestral line uh, in terms of, you know, relationships between men and women. It can be related, as I said, to your past lives, to karma. Uh, it can be related to growing up and maybe having um, an issue with one or both of the parents or seeing dysfunctional uh, interaction between the parents. So then when this type of information comes from the records, then the process is actually quite simple. We can go in and ask for the energies to be cleared. And this is interesting because in my experience, the more advanced someone is at the soul level, the easier it is to clear the energy at the high level. So advanced soul is someone who had many incarnations, who have gone through the basic lessons um, and the basic lifetimes and are now primarily oriented towards spirituality, spiritual development. Many advanced souls actually feel very out of place on this planet and uh, not really knowing what to do. But that's another issue completely. Um, but the more advanced a soul is, the easier it is to do clearing with them because they have already completed those higher levels, higher frequency um, experience and so it's much easier to shift the energy at high frequencies so for example if somebody has only had let's say 10 incarnations well they first of all they would not be interested in spirituality or akashic records um, they would be interested in you know how to make money how to survive how to raise a family etc but also if we were to do higher level clearing in the Akashic Records, 
they wouldn't respond to it energetically at all because they don't have um, the experience of it written in, the, in their energy bodies. So their energy bodies have no resonance with those higher uh, frequencies. Um, but this is kind of a theoretical question because people who um, are drawn to Akashic Record readings, to these esoteric subjects, they usually are advanced souls and they really want to clear those energies that have been keeping them stuck maybe for lifetimes. So with them, it's very easy to work at those higher levels and the energies are cleared very quickly and the results are also very obvious, very visible, usually on the level of um, mental body first. So the thinking patterns change. But as you know, once we change our thinking, we also change our lives and we also change the outcomes. So for advanced souls, clearing at the highest levels is done very quickly and it as if trickles down through all the energetic bodies and into the physicality. So for example, let's say this dysfunctional relationship pattern and we saw in the Akashic Records that the root is actually past life trauma, that someone abandoned you in a past life and you made a promise that I will never fall in love again. And so subconsciously you are pushing all relationships away. Your uh, mind, your emotions, they want to be in a relationship and you get attracted to people and those people are also connected with you, for example, on the soul level. But your soul pushes the relationship away subconsciously. Something happens. Maybe they just experience you as cold and unrelatable. Maybe the other person just feels, I don't know, there's something there I can't deal with. It's confusing. They say they love me, but I don't really feel this is going to work. And they move on, they leave. But the issue, the root issue is that you made that promise in a past life saying, oh, I will never fall in love again. And this energy keeps disrupting your relationships. I'm giving this as an example. There can be many, many potential situations. Then what we do is we actually ask for these energies to be cleared. We ask to clear that past life block, past life trauma. We bring it into the awareness and we ask for the energies to clear. And 99% of the times they are cleared right there and then. It is um, the time now when a lot of um, Clearing is available when there is more grace to clear old karma and bringing the issue into awareness, recognizing what it was and then asking for these energies to be cleared is usually enough. Sometimes you will get a message that, well, there more work needs to be done or you are not ready, or sometimes a soul is not willing to let go of the vow, we can clear, but 
you are holding on to it, for example, energetically. Again, there can be various reasons. Maybe you're just not ready uh, to say, okay, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm ready to, to love again. So a certain amount of time will need to pass before your soul actually accepts that. Okay, maybe, maybe I made a mistake in that lifetime. Maybe it was not the best way of programming my future by saying I will never, ever, ever love again in any of my future incarnations. But the point is, once we become aware of these energies, it is easy to clear them. And what we do, we actually ask, um, well, you can say the divine or the high beings, the guardians of the Akashic Records. We ask for the energies, for the blocks that were shown to us. We ask for them to be cleared. The records as such, they are not a healer or a teacher and they don't tell us what to do. A database doesn't really, it's impartial, right? But we can ask the forces behind it, the system behind it. We can ask God, if you like, uh, to clear, to transmute that energy. And once we know what needs to be cleared, it is done. Just as simple as that. It is really done. We just need to know what it is. And as I said, sometimes more inner work is needed. If you haven't learned the lesson about uh, stealing, for example, well, we can ask for the energies to clear until the cows come home, but you will still need to learn the lesson. So your life trajectory is not going to change and you will still need to learn the lesson that stealing is bad, for example. So we can clear as much as we want, but if you refuse to see the lesson, if you refuse to work with a particular flaw, then it, nothing is going to change. And this happens sometimes. More often than not, we block our own healing because we get a bit stubborn and the ego grasps and clings like crazy because going higher up spiritually means letting go of control, letting go of comfort, letting go of predictability. The ego doesn't like it, so it's very terrifying to clear and release things. But from the energetic perspective, clearing is very easy. We just need to know what to clear and we just need to ask. So I hope this clarified a little bit how clearing and healing is done in the Akashic Records. It's actually super exciting and it's a beautiful um, way of working with energy because it happens at a very high frequency, so it's not draining, it's uh, energizing, um, it's very pure, um, there is no interference, there is no risk of you know, connecting to some astral entities or um, finding some bad energy. So it happens at a very high level, very impartial and very unemotional as well. But um, it is um, really a very divine um, awareness, a very spiritually pure awareness that doesn't judge, doesn't impose um, you know, doesn't seek to control. 
so it's very pleasant to be on the giving end like for me as a reader and uh, when I'm doing the clearing and it's also very very soothing and very pleasant to be on the receiving end of this clearing um, all of my clients who felt at least something during a session have uh, said it was you know an incredibly peaceful cleansing soothing experience and those who are more energy sensitive and who have felt a lot um, felt it even more let's say so it was really amazing and usually um, images come up and realizations come up as well during the clearing so it's it's really a beautiful space to work in it's very neutral very uh, impartial uh, non-judgmental and uh as I said, it's not just about the information. We have the ability and the potential to clear quite a lot. So I hope this explained a little bit how the Akashic Records work and what type of work we can do. So it's so much more than just reading information, but we can actually um, alter the trajectory of our lives. Or maybe it's better to say we can come closer to the highest possible outcome that is there for us as souls. So with that, I am going to say goodbye to you for now. Uh, as I said, if you want to find out more about my work, you can look up uh, healing-radiance.com and uh, I will connect with you at the next uh, podcast. Until then, I wish you many blessings and a lot of joy in this challenging, exciting and transformative time.